So here's some Canadian content for you. Windsor, Ontario is not that far from where I live. And a Windsor man has been sentenced in connection with an indecent act committed last year at the downtown aquatic center. Hassan Al-Hiridi pleaded guilty last month to the May 2016 incident. Now, that's a long time to deal with this kind of stuff. I mean, the arteries of the legal system are so clogged, it feels like society's having this collective heart attack of delayed justice. Now, the defense for the guy said, oh, give him a conditional discharge. Uh, he's 38 years old, but the, um, the judge didn't believe that that would be in the public's best interest. So the judge gave Al-Hariri a suspended sentence and 24 months of probation. So no jail time, I don't think any fine. 24 months of probation. No word as to whether he's going to go into a sexual offender's database. So the man, Al-Hadidi, pleaded guilty to assault and an indecent act because he was caught masturbating in the shower area of the Windsor International Aquatic and Training Center. This is back in May 2016. Now, this is the way that it is reported in the media, and I quote, he was also seen giving a young person a consensual back massage. Now, whenever I see those kinds of vaguey, weaselly words, well, I put on my deer hunter's cap, clamp my pipe between my lips, and do about a 12-second web search. Found out what actually is meant by giving a young person a consensual back massage. So there was the masturbation when he was investigated. There had been a separate incident. So this guy, and now this is from back in the day, allegedly approached a 15-year-old male and engaged in physical contact that officers deemed sexual in nature. Okay, approached, right? He approached a 15-year-old male and engaged in physical contact that officers deemed sexual in nature. Now, he pleaded guilty to the assault, if this is what is being talked about, and I assume that it is, what does that mean? Well, you see, it's a young person. It's a, it's a 15-year-old male. Do you know what they're not calling this person? A child. The age of consent in Canada is 16, as far as I know. And if you are engaging in contact deemed sexual in nature with a 15-year-old, isn't that child Sexual assault, isn't that some kind of pedophilia? I'm not a lawyer, but it seems to me that there's quite a lot of weasel words going on here. One only has to wonder, if it was, say, a 38-year-old white male with a young black child, whether all of these weasel words and obfuscating language would be used. Now, in Canada, if you commit an indecent act in public uh, in the presence of one or more persons, then you can uh, go to jail for a maximal penalty that goes from six months to two years. So he got zero, zero of that. Now, this guy, Al-Hariri, a 37-year-old Syrian refugee who came to Canada about three months prior to masturbating and sexually touching a child. And the defense is, oh, he has PTSD, he doesn't communicate with his family in Syria, he lost two of his brothers in the conflict there. 
So is this the new thing? That you can masturbate and sexually touch children, you masturbate in public and sexually touch children if you've been traumatized. Now, he has a permanent resident status in Canada. Um, obviously, this doesn't mean any kind of deportation. The claim is that he has no prior criminal record. I don't know how you know that, because I don't think that a lot of detailed files have been kept in Syria. I don't really think that they flew over to Syria into what could be a war zone to find out what kind of history this guy had. So, no prior criminal record. You mean in the three months in Canada? Oh, but don't worry, his lawyer says he's extremely remorseful. So, so that's good. Uh, you, you just, sorry? Sorry? Now, his lawyer, the guy's lawyer, she said, well, what happened in the shower area, it wasn't sexual in nature. It was kind of like a cultural issue. A, a, a cultural issue. I, I don't, oh, my God. Okay. Lots of people from the third world are coming to the West. You know what can't happen? It can't be that they're not subject to the law as much because of culture. Because then what we're not talking about is multiculturalism. We're talking about multilegalism, which is a very different matter. Multiculturalism isn't, hey, great music. Love that kebab. Mmm, shawarmas are fantastic. And I guess I can see my way clear to boiling snails in butter and calling it delectable. But... If we're going to start talking about multilegalism, that because of an ethnic or cultural or religious background, the laws may be different, that needs to be discussed up front. That is not something you get to just slide in the back. Sorry to use the analogy. This is not something where, well, we can bring in all these different cultures, and then the legal system is going to have to fragment like a smashed mirror. It's going to have to fragment because there are all these cultural differences. And is this, I mean, this argument from a legal standpoint that sexually assaulting a child, as I see it, masturbating in public, in view of people, that that's a cultural issue? Is she saying that that's somehow the Syrian culture as a whole? But that seems like kind of an important discussion to have before bringing lots of Syrians into your country, don't you think? I mean, it seems like kind of an important issue if you're going to say that the Syrians, and I assume this guy's Muslim, because 85% of Syrians are, I'm going to assume that you'd want to have that discussion ahead of time. We're not having this discussion. But this is brought up as a legal defense. That is very significant. That is very significant. Did it have an effect on the judge's decision? I don't know. But the fact that it comes up as a defense is really important. Because if this had been some white guy, some guy from Timmins, Ontario, some guy with grab boots, a lumber jacket, bit of stubble, and a mullet. You know what his lawyer would not have been able to say? Sure, he masturbated in public and sexually touched a child, but it's a cultural issue. Never would have happened. Never would have happened. And I 
really want to set up a flare here because this cannot happen. You cannot bring up cultural issues to fragment the legal system. Or, if that's what you want to do, let's have a discussion about it ahead of time. Want to bring all these people in wherein there's going to be this cultural defense for public masturbation and sexually touching children? So that the law can be much more lax on them? Is that what you want? you like taking your kids to a swimming pool or not? But this, bring the people in and then start using this cultural issue as a legal defense? Well, that seems like kind of putting the cart in front of the horse. Don't you think? Just a little bit. Now, of course the judge says, well, the public has a right and needs to feel safe in public institutions, and that makes sense. So under the term of Al-Hariri's probation, he is not to communicate with the victim or attend any public swimming pool or facility. He also has to go to counseling and provide a DNA sample. To counseling. So, if counseling cures a proclivity to touch children, I think you better inform the counselors, because as far as I understand it, there is no cure for that proclivity. So, Remember this language, consensual massage of a young person, although if he's 15 and the age of consent is 16, I fail to see how it can be consensual. Isn't that the whole point of the age of consent? Tell me if I'm wrong. Compare that language with how the media describes a man charged with sexual assaults at the West Edmonton Mall water park early in 2017. Now, this guy is going to go to trial at some point Maybe in 2018. So it could be two or more years before this guy goes to trial. Is there any way, any conceivable way to speed any of this up? Or all the lawyers just want to keep making money, right? So this is the report. And I quote, A trial date has been set for the man accused of sexually assaulting several young girls at the West Edmonton Mall water park earlier this year. Ah, look at that difference. Now, I don't know what he did. I don't know what he did. But according to the reports, the girls are all teenagers under the age of 16. So pretty much in the age category, in many ways, of the boy who was molested by the uh, Syrian refugee in Windsor. Now, he it's, it's consensual massage. He's a 15-year-old male. But here, same age category, sexually assaulting several young girls. Ooh, can you really feel the misandry? Can you just feel and taste the male disposability and the absolute lack of sympathy, if not downright cover-up, for the male victim of this kind of assault? So the guy in the West Edmonton Mall water park, Saliman Saliman Hajj, has pleaded not guilty to the charges. He was charged in February after the Edmonton police alleged that he inappropriately touched six young girls while they were playing at the water park. He is a Syrian refugee and father of six. So he's charged with six counts of sexual assault and six counts of sexual interference. Again, I don't know the difference. I don't know what he did to these girls, but it just strikes me as a very different way of discussing it 
and of handling it. The language is different. The intensity is different. And I wonder if the charges, well, the charges seem very different. And uh, I wonder what's going to happen in terms of sentencing. Do we place a higher value on our girls than our boys? I think that it's pretty clear, at least in the language, that we do. Because we have inappropriate touching of a 15-year-old male versus sexually assaulting young girls. Roughly the same age. Could be the same age. We don't know. But uh, teenagers under the age of 16, so 13, 14, 15, within that age range. So this is a, a warning sign, a warning sign for Canada as a whole, I believe. And the warning sign is this idea that somebody from Syria has a cultural defense against sexual norms in Canada. That is a very, very important, it's a watershed moment, I think, in Canadian society. Multicultural is one thing. Multilegal is entirely different and needs to be resisted with all the strength that our culture possesses, such as it is, in my opinion. We fought in the West for thousands of years to have... Nobody excluded from the general rule of law. We took the kings and the aristocrats and we submerged them into the general sea of objective legality. We took the priests. We invited women in. We got rid of slavery. We tried to make a universal common system of law and that has been one of the great achievements of Western society. Now, the great multicultural experiment that has been going on for a little bit more than half a century has, in Europe, fragmented into no-go zones, uh, into private court systems, into parallel legal systems, and that is a big challenge. And that is not a direction a society, I believe, can sustainably go. Do I have sympathy for people who have come out of a war zone? Absolutely. Absolutely, I do. And it is because I have sympathy for people who come out of a war zone, that they must be subject to the rule of law. You know, the whole point of what happened in Syria is that the rule of law broke down. There is very little rule of law in war zones in Syria. And so if you want to escape a war zone and come to a country, one of the things you're escaping is no rule of law, no objective law. To come to a country and to value that arrival, to profit from that arrival, you must come to a country with an objective rule of law. It cannot fragment according to culture. It cannot fragment according to religion. Free speech is free speech. Sexual indiscretion is sexual indiscretion. Molestation is molestation. Because if you go to a country, you are subject to the laws of that country. If you don't know that, I'm not sure how you're going to flourish in that country. If I am going to move to Japan, I'm going to study the laws of Japan. I'm going to read up on the laws of Japan. I'm going to maybe talk to a lawyer, whatever. So I know what's allowed and what's not allowed. So I don't end up spitting my gum on the ground in Singapore. I know it's not in Japan. Go with me. And end up being caned publicly. Because I'm not into that. Privately, it's another story. 
So this wave of people coming in to the West, we must be able to hold firm in our objective universal standards of law. This cultural defense should be considered anathema. I believe it should be considered anathema because it is the tip of the sword, it's the thin edge of the wedge that can crack the legal system and fundamentally undo a country. The country is what? The country is a universality of government and legal dominion over a particular geographical area. And if that legal system cracks because cultural norms change the way things go, you are setting yourself up for an enormous amount of conflict that is unnecessary, unnecessary and incredibly unhelpful. People have fled the third world because the rule of law is not upheld. It is no way to welcome people to crumble the rule of law, which is the great differentiator between the countries they came from and the countries that they're in. We must hold firm to the objective rule of law and not give way to cultural concerns. Or there is a very real possibility that over time we will end up in a similar position to the countries they fled from. And that we cannot accept.